Welcome back to part two. You stinking stud, you did it. It's me, the cute dog with man versus marriage. Just want to remind you, this is part two of the Become Superman in your marriage series. Lover on purpose. You got to get it done. I hope you enjoy part two. Let us know what you think. See you on the inside of this episode. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Well, you know, and just kind of kind of stepping back or switching gears back to what we were talking about as far as the things that make you feel a certain way and, and getting back to that routine. I If you don't have a routine developed already, and I mean, this might just be normal, especially for, you know, younger people these days. They have access to all kinds of just all kinds of information that when we were in our early 20s, late teens, early 20s, we just didn't have. Oh my gosh, tell our kid you can go somewhere you can go somewhere and not have your Wi-Fi. What? <laughs> well, <laughs> they don't really get a lot of Wi-Fi anyway. I mean, they get free day one day a week. Mm-hmm. But um, define your routine. If you don't have a routine or your routine doesn't give you something to look forward to, maybe you could redefine that routine so both you and your wife know what to expect and you build some expectation because she gets the first kiss when I'm leaving and she gets the first kiss when I return. And I kind of, I know I really hunkered down and honed in on that when we got into the discussion that physical touch was one of your love languages. And that's the way that I, I took that information and used it to our advantage because I knew it made it. I was speaking your language. Mm -hmm. We even made it still to this day. We have family dinners on the couch, watching movies or, or hanging out or whatever. I always get the seat next to dad, period. If we're sitting at a table, I get the seat next to dad. If we're sitting on the couch, I get the seat closest to dad. Now, a kid can be on the other side, but I get the first seat because I need the touch. I need to be able to cuddle when we're watching a movie. And it's just basic little things, but it's little things over time that have just become, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's and it, even the kids notice it, and it's like, okay, well, mom gets that side, so now they're going to fight over your other side. <laughs> yep. So we defined our routine based on Jeannie's needs emotionally and physically, which, you know, um, are that physical touch and quality time. And then I do those things on purpose. And I love doing the things that make you feel loved. Because in my imagination, when you think of me, I want your heart to spark, spark just a little bit. Because you know that I'm going to love you intentionally. You know that I'm going to do things that make your heart happy. I know it's not always possible, but I do want you to get that spark or, you know, whatever that feeling is within you because you know that I am just going to love you to pieces. 
That matters to me. Yeah, and I don't want the guys to think that it's just you that does this. There, no. There no. are things in his daily routine that I do intentionally, you know, making sure that my bath time is either after he's gone to bed or somewhere in the evening where he's working with the kids or doing something else because I don't want to take away from our quality time that's important to you, unless it's been arranged. That's important to him to have our time together before he goes to bed. Even if it's just sitting down watching 30 minutes of a movie, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's a priority. Making sure that, you know, dinner is done at a certain time, but I always make sure that it's done so that when you get home, we're having dinner together. Whether it's around the table or on the couch or whatever, dinner is done so that dad can come home and we can have family time. <clears throat> you know, there, there are different things that everybody does. It's not just all one-sided. It's not Quincy saying, guys, you got to do everything for your wife. That's that's not how it works, but I guarantee you when you start doing things on purpose and you start putting her as a priority and she starts feeling those things, it's just going to automatically switch and fall into place because it was real easy for me to slide into what does he need? What can I do? Mm-hmm. Phone calls, text messages during the day, checking in with you when I haven't heard from you. Yeah, he'll text me in the morning when he gets to work. It's, it, he commutes. I need to know. I kiss him before he leaves, and he'll tell me, I'm going this place first, so there's going to be added time in my drive time. Or if an accident pops up on the, um, the news, he will let me know immediately. It's not me. This is what's going on. I will text you when I get there. But he texts me every single day when he gets to work so that I no longer worry about him being on the road. Because he leaves at O Dark 30. And when he comes home, I get a text. I'm on the road. If I go anywhere that's more than 10 minutes from the house, I do the same thing. I'm on the road. I've landed. It's just a courtesy. And some people think, oh, well, that, that's just common courtesy. It is, but for me, it's a need. I mm-hmm. need to know you're safe. Yeah. Simply because he, in his past, he has fallen asleep at the wheel before. I have all these kids here with me all day. I need to be able to tell them dad's safe and dad's okay so that they don't worry when you're driving. Mm-hmm. You know, um, making sure that the kids are quiet at night because dad has a set bedtime because he's got to get X amount of time asleep to drive. I take that on and purposely make sure that those things are met so that you can do what you need to do in the morning and we're not worried about you falling asleep. Yeah. You know, when it's, it's a give and take, it's not just, I know it's man versus marriage, but it is not just you guys do everything and we'll just be sweet. Well, that's the, you know, that's the beauty of, of the platform and and also the beauty of having you on the show is because you can give the other side of it. And by no means, um, are we worshiping at the altar of our wife, but if you're not intentional about making her feel loved, I think there's a gap in your relationship, but you have to go based on your wife's needs. Don't go based on my wife's needs. I'm just giving you my experience so you can take what you have, look at it, assess it and start to implement these things based on the makeup of your wife. And Hey, make no mistake. If you're, if you have a track record of sucking, at things like I did? Ask. Well, <laughs> before you ask, go into it understanding that she may not believe your changing is going to last. 
because that might be a reality. Maybe some changes you have made haven't lasted. That's true. It took me a while to accept the changes. Correct. Even though even though they were there, it took a while because I was always waiting for the okay, so what's his next big idea going to be? Who else is going to give him something to do to take his time away? And even now, but we still have things that come into our life where people need your help or want your help and it pulls away from family time. But we've learned over the years to communicate and say, okay, hold on. So-and-so is asking for this. I would like to help with this. It's going to take this much time. Where do you think we have it to spare? Do we have it to spare? It, But had we not made it a point to purposefully put each other first, Yep. It, you would have just said, okay, I'm going to go do this. So I'm going to be gone from this time to this time. And I would be back right. to what we were. But it took me a while to see the changes because the pattern was already set. And then once the pattern started to change, it took me a while to get on board with it because it's what I knew. Well, you know, when, you're, when you seek to change anything, people are not necessarily going to give you the belief and support that you need because your credibility is low. Well, to this day, we still have people that haven't seen us or don't see us that often, and it's like, you know, well, yeah, he's that way now, but, or they'll make a comment of, um, you know, well, everybody changes for a little while. On that, that's probably the one that gets me the most. It's like, dude, if there is anybody between the two of us who is not really good at staying on point and sticking with change, that would be me. Well, and that's, <laughs> you know, that's people projecting their shortfall or their shortcomings. Their experiences be on Because us. of themselves and their inability to remain consistent with change. But or also, their own marriage that's correct. been falling apart. And this is what they expect because it happened to them. Correct. and Or they're projecting their disappointment from their spouse who tries to change but doesn't change. The fact is, is that you must do it knowing that your credibility is probably going to be in jeopardy for a while, but you're not, you're not going to do it to stop. You're going to do it consistently because it's who you are now. At least that's the way I look at it. This is just me now. This is who I want to become. I want to live on purpose. I want to love my wife on purpose. I want to make these changes. I want it to become a part of me. Maybe it's a month. Maybe it's two months. Maybe it's a year that you have to spend rebuilding credibility. You've also got to build credibility within yourself so that you can continue. And then, lo and behold, as I say, consistency is king. Lo and behold, after you do these things and you do not change and you remain faithful and consistent to doing these things, eventually, I believe it chips away and your wife can accept that you're changing, that your credibility, the results will speak for themselves, and then slowly you can over time gain that level of trust you're looking for, for whatever it is. Because I do recall you telling somebody, oh, he's, 
change this or that. And and just like you said, oh, I'm sure it's for now, but but they don't have to know. As if you know, I'm in good shape. Yeah, no, that that was one of those conversations of well, yeah, but if someone was to say this, then he would slip right back into it. and it's like, yeah, actually no, we've come up against that already and he didn't revert back to old mindsets. He stuck to his guns and but it's also in our circle of people influence, however you want to put it, there are those that struggle with the fact that I am your priority because they are not a priority in their marriage. And I think they're just looking for validation that what they're going through is what everybody goes through. And it's, it doesn't have to be correct. But I also think that there are people who change just long enough to fix a problem or attain a goal and then they slowly revert back because okay she's not pissed about this anymore i've managed to get that off the way and you know out of the way and so little by little old habits creep back in and all you're doing is recreating the cycle you're still gonna have to change it again that's that's the behavior pattern that a lot of people have i'm guilty uh 100 i can use my my weight and my fitness as an example I did it, I hit my goal, and then crap started happening, and I let myself slide just a little, just for a week, and just for a month, mm-hmm. and now here we are seven months later, and I'm kicking my own rear end because I'm literally starting back at a 12-week transformation setup again Yeah. when I already had this. Well, the one of the things that really shifted my mindset on this was listening to a teaching from Tony Robbins. I'm not sure if he goes by Tony Robbins or Anthony Robbins, but he is Anthony Robbins, sometimes called Tony Robbins. I don't know. Anyway, if you've never heard of him, watch Shallow Hal. You'll see the guy Mm -hmm. and then, you know, figure it out. He's all over YouTube. But he said, you know, decisions are decisions. Things are easy to do, but they're just as easy not to do. Making decisions is a muscle. You have to exercise that muscle. And with that, you need to realize you need to shift your perspective on the pain. Oh, this will hurt if I take the time to do this. Well, if you shift that and say, if I, if I do not do this, this is going to hurt this much more, and this is why. And you kind of shift the pain of... You know, and for me, I look and it's like short-term. Um, yeah, but it's it, it's just those, it's the little things that you do in the short-term that ultimately help you in the long-term. You have to be, you have to have, be, uh, have a long-term mindset. And knowing that is like, okay, then I have to make these decisions. It's easy for me to say, I don't want to get out of bed this morning and go to the gym. It's also easy for me to say, I'm going to do it anyway. It's easy for you to make a decision either way. So which way are you going to do it? And it's the more you exercise that muscle of decision making, the more, the stronger it gets. You practice with small decisions. You build credibility with yourself. And then when the bigger decisions come along, 
it's that much easier because that muscle memory is there for you to decide. And then you stop getting in your own way. You don't, like I, right now I'm eating loose for a little while. And my loose is very, is yeah, not very loose. No, it's not at all. But whenever I'm eating very strict and I start to justify things in my head about what I'm going to do, I know right, that's a check right there for me to say, you're not making the right decision. So do what's right. It's easy for me to just do this. It's also easy for me not to do this. And that helped. I don't know if that helps anybody else, but it helped me to understand that, that choices are just that. They're a choice. And you're going to pay either way. You're either going to pay with regret or you're going to pay with progress. You know, And that's one of the things that Jim Rohn taught you taught us all if we're listening is you know i I can't even remember um the saying but you know uh nah i'll come back to it it slipped my mind i want to say it perfectly and eloquently anyway i wrote this thing down yesterday and just uh as i was preparing for the show it's choices plus actions produce feelings Feelings plus actions produce connections. Connections plus intimacy produce love, joy, and fulfillment. So it's incumbent upon you to make the choice to become. It's incumbent upon you to take the actions to produce those things that you want to become. And once those feelings are produced, it is incumbent upon you to continue to take actions because those actions will absolutely produce connections between you and whatever those actions involve. Now you take those connections and you add intimacy to them and they will produce love, joy, and fulfillment. Love her on purpose. The power of purpose and intention. Man, it is unlimited. And I want you to dive in and get a hold of this and make it a part of who you are. You got questions? There's a good chance I've got some answers. But like in the past, you may not like what I have to say. That's happened before. No. Is that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Guys getting pissed off at me because they email me, ask me questions. I answer and they disappear. Good thing you're answering and not me. That's true. But you want to set up a call with Jeannie and I? Bring it on. Contact us. We'll have some fun. Let's talk about it. All right, that's it. Win in your marriage. That was a little loud. I'll do it again. Win in your marriage. I didn't like that one either. I'll try it again later. Anyway, this is Quitsy Moran, the Q-Dog. She is Jeannie Moran. Anything you want to say, honey? Nope. Okay, well, you said nope. So I guess there was something you wanted to say. And this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man versus Marriage, the podcast.